You're listening to episode 304 of the Major Issues Podcast, and guess what, guys? The MCU is dead, or maybe it's not, or maybe it is. We talk about that Variety article while offering some counterpoints on this episode. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now. Hello, everybody out there in comic book land. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason. It's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you each and every week by ComicBookClick.com. And as always, I am never alone. Sir, if you could please introduce yourself. It is I once again, Alex, a.k.a. B-Roke, but still here. Yes, always, always. Uh, Alex, I brought you here for a monumentous occasion you see i'm dressed to the nines in my in my uh you see the pizza pizza's here and you see that that i'm obviously dressed to the nines in my tuxedo we're here for a funeral and i'm seeing you you have one of the best shirts ever available at comicbookclick.com um but we're here for a funeral bro i don't know if you heard the mcu's dying it's dead basically on its last legs uh the news has been bubbling and um, this episode will come out the same day that the Marvels <laughs> and the season finale of Loki come out. And I have a feeling that those two things <laughs> are also going to weigh in on the conversation that we're having today, which is whether or not Marvel is in trouble, whether or not the MCU is in trouble. Um, I thought it was important to have this conversation, especially here, because Previously this year, I went to great lengths to talk about the fatigue that I do feel is valid amongst the fan base and, for, you know, uh, that I was personally feeling myself. And so when this article comes out, this uh, very prominent article that's been making its rounds on the Internet, uh, let me get the title for it real quick. It's not a snappy title at all, but Crisis at Marvel. Jonathan Major's backup plans, the Marvel's reshoots, reviving original Avengers, and more issues revealed by Tatiana Siegel. So I read this article. It came out. It had a lot to say. Um, I've written down some points, uh, and I've also presented some counterpoints. But before we get into the nitty-gritty of it all, how did this article first come to your attention? When did you first hear that this was even a thing? Uh, Well, somebody shared it with me online, and for me, the first thing I thought was, this is, this is, as they call it, a a, a hit, hit a hit list, (laughs) a hit piece. There you go, a hit piece. A hit piece, yeah. You know, it's it's so easy right now to, to talk about how the MCU is dying, or it's this thing that's, it's outlasted itself, and now it's going to go bye-bye. It's it's not going anywhere. If anything, yes, it it needs to slow down, but it's right. not dead. It's not dead. And even I, we we talked about it. it. There there was some fatigue. We were getting we were getting tired of certain things. Yes, but I I still see lots of fun things uh coming out. Uh, Loki Loki season two is doing its thing. I am thoroughly yeah. enjoying it, and I did Same. not expect to enjoy it. I was not a big fan of season one. Okay. Don't 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 no one don't add right, right, right. You're right, right. Exactly. You know? Oh, how dare you? No, I was not a big fan. I in general, I am not a big fan of time travel. 
So Loki season one just didn't quite do it for me. I like grounded stories. I like stuff that I can put my hands around. And Loki season one was crazy. Don't get me wrong. It's fun. I get it. The idea of variance and time travel and dimensional travel, Kang and timelines. Yes, fun stuff. But it just gets out of hand sometimes for me. And when you create stuff like this, I find it also allows it's it's basically giving itself a way out of itself. It's like, oh man, how are they going to fix this? They've already showed just you how they it. can fix it. Just loop just it, loop, <laughs> loop it, or you're right. But season two has been doing its thing. I have my tickets for the Marvels tomorrow. That's what I was going to ask you next. What your temperature was for the Marvels? Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm I'm excited at the idea of this all female cast. You know, uh, the Marvels, not the Marvels. I'm sorry, Miss Marvel wasn't was a bit of a, a breakout hit for for that that cast. Uh, forgive me on the the actress's I, name, Iman Valani. Iman Valani, she's a breakout a breakout star from her show. I look, I'm looking forward to see the story of Monica Rambeau continuing, and even hopefully seeing Allison Brie as Carol Danvers. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. I'm sorry, Allison Brie. What am I saying? Yeah, Brie yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish Allison uh, Brie was in the MCU. Bring her, I, I, bring her in. Yes. I mean, I mean, we've had so many other community actors. Why? Why not her now? Right? You know. I think. So, I think it. It's just missing her. Because I, I think Evan yeah. Nicole Brown was in in Avengers and Endgame or Infinity War. So is Ken John. Uh, Abed's in Winter Soldier. Donald Glover's in uh, uh, Spider Man and in Across the Spider Verse. Um, Chevy Chase, I don't think he'd sign up to do any any of that stuff. But we're missing Britta, and we're missing. Uh, uh, and I mean, I don't know if you want to count this, but Joel McHale was in Spider Man too. He's the banker uh, trying to give uh, right. <laughs> uh, I, I, mate, uh, where's my Where's my toaster? Toaster. Where's my toaster? <laughs> yeah. No, no toast. No toaster for you, Grandma. No toaster. No toaster. But um, yeah, but, um, Brie Larson gets another, you know, another bite at the apple. Hopefully, um, you know that we. She already has naysayers. You follow and you are a part of uh, Comic Book Click's social media team, and you see that I can put up literally <laughs> just a picture of Brie Larson and just say something like the Marvels is out next week and in the comment section is a dumpster fire you know which which ties to this conversation that we're having overall which is to say do you think there's a chance at all and I say this halfway knowing the answer that there are people that have already been sort of waiting for this juggernaut to fall that there are people that have already kind of you know hem and hawed their way through this don't get why people dig it and kind of just want it all to 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 burn or is that fictional hater imaginary no that hater exists it's strong (laughs) it's it's out there i mean to quote the green goblin played beautifully by willem dafoe back in the first spider-man movie what do people love to see more than a hero rise they love to see a hero fall and yeah. people have been waiting for this. People, it's it's easy. It's easy stuff to talk about. And when you when you see, yeah, they've 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 hit they've hit a lull. You know, Secret Invasion, even even uh, She Hulk, yeah, uh, Ant Man, Quantumania, as well as what was what was the other one? The, the other movie that came out this year that hasn't quite hit. 
they only put out this year so far Guardians and thing, and Guardians did well. It, I mean, didn't hit a billion, but it right. It, it Gar- Guardi- well. Guardians, Guardians, and Loki season two are pretty much the exceptions. But overall, it's still making money. People are there are people still going to see these things, and people who still want this stuff to su- to succeed. But yeah, the, the the naysayers are there. Like you said, you put up a picture of of the cast of of the Marvels, and boy, are people just. And God forbid you're actually on the side of a person who's just saying something like, "Okay, I can't wait to see it," or "I'll, I'll give it a <laughs> yeah, chance." Right, give it a chance. Right, oh right. my God! It's now you're it's defending Howard. existing. You're defending right. uh, where you put your money. All of a sudden, now you're having a conversation about, you know, what that mean, what you seeing this movie says to you about you as a person, and it's just it's bonkers. Mm-hmm. Or just the, the the audacity of positivity, like, no, no, there's no chance. And I'm happy so far to see that the early reviews are kind of mixed. They're kind of in the middle. You're getting, I'm getting, you know, I think right now Rotten Tomatoes, it's it's holding at like a 60% around. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. It, uh, it We'll see how it does for the weekend. I hope it performs, you know, in that 50 to $60 million range. And it basically warrants itself. I'm hearing the the credit scenes are, are kind of where it's at to set up yeah. what's next. But we'll see. We'll see. Listen, man, when you I, I saw somebody say something along the lines of like, don't let these flashy, uh, you know, end credit scenes distract you from the fact that, that this is like a nothing movie. And then I, I think to myself, like, I mean, I kind of do that with comics. Like when I get to the last page and it says boom, 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 and next there issue, is. I'm like, yo, you got me. I'm hooked. You know, this one, this issue was like a time travel one, but it ended with a pretty cool, you know, to be continued. So maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, Maybe that's enough to snag people. Another reason why I wanted you as part of this conversation is because you spent a lot of time where this source material lies in comic shops. And you have to have experienced a certain level of um, hyperbolic nature to that fan base as well, right? Like this is the worst run or this is the worst costume or this guy's the worst writer. And those things can be exaggerated. I think that fan base as well goes up and down with its expectations of the medium oh big time you go to a comic store on a wednesday whoo you're gonna hear a lot of about every issue this is the best issue or this is the worst issue this is the worst <laughs> writer how why they bring this artist in to do this to do this issue it, it, people are just so quick to write stuff off uh talk about how bad something is or even how good something is at least a lot of fun conversations but yes it it definitely exists there and it's it it permeates its way into the movies as well i mean when the movies have so much to draw from and then to narrow that down and create this amalgam of ideas and put it on you know take take a a 60 issue run on something and put it in a two-hour movie that's extremely difficult. It's extremely yeah. difficult. So yeah, I mean, you go, like I said, if you right now people people don't some people don't. I think there's not even Miss Marvel is now mutant in the yes. in the comic books, yes, yes, which yes. caused which caused a whole bunch of people to, to get upset just to, just to get upset. But I I saw it coming when she started showing up in Amazing Spider Man as a, as as a side character because she no longer has her own book. 
and then they they teased uh, somebody dying. I was like, uh, I I saw it coming. A lot <laughs> it's of, usually the person of, who just showed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like hmm. You know, people were, oh, it's gonna be Mary Jane. It's gonna be Mary Jane. I'm like, no, nah, it's gonna be somebody else. And when they showed Miss Marvel, I said, that makes perfect sense because they're gonna kill plus her. They, and yeah, the whole mutant thing. But also, plus they seem to be really sold on this whole jackpot thing. They're gonna ride this jackpot thing. <laughs> <laughs> they, yes, they are. They've already yeah. made designs. I think a Funko's coming. It's a, it's a thing. They're set it's, out. It's it. a whole big thing, right? Mary Jane's got powers now, y'all. So and so and she's 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 flaring based off it up. one line that she said. That's 60s. right. Based off uh, one line in sixties, they brought a jackpot in back in the I want to say the mid two thousands, and they teased yeah. it like it was Mary Jane, and yeah. they made it into the most convoluted character. And that they let Spider-Man die. convoluted? Come right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And now they're finally letting her be the superhero. So yeah, that that's that that's fun, crazy stuff I will, in itself. You know, now we're having this conversation. These organic thoughts are coming to my mind because like I, I've had similar um opinions about comic runs or even company-wide runs where a company is just they just can't miss for a while. Right. And then all of a sudden they stumble. You're like, what happened? And then wait a couple months and you start hearing about certain books and then you jump back in and it's like, oh my God, it's like, you know, this is a new age. It's a new era. Like this happens Mm -hmm. so often in this medium that uh, it's kind of a novelty to see people react to the film and TV side the way that they are because this has always been a cyclical you know nature it's always been the cyclical nature of telling these stories because you build these heroes you build these villains you build these events and then they die dissipate disappear etc there's got to be stakes there's got to be consequences and eventually you got to start back at down at the bottom again and people are seeing this ground level building as them being at the ground <laughs> you know like them they crashed where they've just kind of walked down the steps to start building another building next to the the twenty billion dollar building that they they built for the first ten years, um, and this is not going to be a complete love fest. Like I said again, I do think that there are things that are stated or um, valid complaints that people have when it comes to this, but I think we can both agree that it's not an emergency. There's no emergency that needs to happen. I think it's actually kind of insidious that this article comes out before the Marvels because if the Marvels does any less than absolutely stellar, people will point at this article and say, you see, they called it. Because people like to call it time of death. You know, (laughs) people like to be the ones to say they predicted it, they figured it out, they knew it from the get. And um, yeah, you know, it. I think this, we kind of had a similar buildup with The Flash. Like all the articles right before The Flash came out was like, yeah, this is gonna, it's about to be over. This thing's about to fall off a cliff. Um, but let's talk about one of the points that was, was stated in the article. Um, so it says that the Marvels itself was plagued with reshoots and will most likely underperform giving it, given its budget um, as others did post Endgame. What's ironic about this is that we talked, about Quantumania, right? It wasn't a critical juggernaut, and it also wasn't a fight. Like money-wise, it didn't make all the bread in the world, right? I did some um, homework. Quantumania is still one of the top ten grossing films of this year. 
So doesn't that say more about people going to the movies than it does about people going to see Marvel movies? Because absolute um, guarantees, like the Fast franchise, didn't make money. Bringing back Indiana Jones didn't make no damn money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? By the grace of God, Barbie, Oppenheimer, and Super Mario Brothers <laughs> managed to make some bread. But when you t- when rounding out that top five of this year so far, Guardians is in there. Across the Spider-Verse is in there. You know, so it's like, it, it's, it's strange. Um, I get that we're not making, like, to compare this at all to the grosses in 2018 and 2019 doesn't seem fair because they were working off of 10 years. At that point, friends were telling friends to jump in on this MCU bandwagon so that they can be ready for the big climax that was Endgame. Um, where right now you can kind of pick and choose when you want to get into MCU. You can literally have stopped watching an Endgame and go right now and go and watch the shows and, you know, if you wanted to get caught up. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to take a while before everything's a billion dollars. Think about it. Black Panther, 2018, billion dollars. Captain Marvel, 2019, billion dollars. Avengers Infinity War, a billion dollars. I think maybe even two. And then Endgame. Two point whatever billion dollars. Spider Man, I think Far From Home came out after that billion dollars. <laughs> I think they end up doing No Way Home. No Way Home hits like two billion dollars. Uh, so they make the money, but so it's it's weird to look at somebody who's made more a film that's made more money than almost everything else that's come out besides nine other movies, <laughs> and say, yeah, you see that that shows that this is all. This is all failing. What do you think about that criticism? Uh, big time. I, I definitely agree. I mean, COVID changed movies. That's something we're still experiencing. So because of COVID and because of things like Disney Plus and being able to stream, now a person can go, well, do I need to see that immediately? Or can I just wait a few months and catch it on the stream? People are already asking that about the Marvels. People are already like, well, do I need to see it in theaters? Or can I wait, what, three or four months and just see it in the comfort of my own home? No, I, 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 I'm I, a movie person. I love going to the theaters. I love seeing stuff on the big screen. And so to me, that needs to still exist. Staying in your house and watching these movies is not the same as going to the theaters. When you go to the right. theaters, it's that atmosphere. It's those giant screens. It's sitting there amongst other people, getting those group reactions and just falling into the movie. When you sit at home and maybe watch it with one or two or maybe even say it's say for some reason you get like 10 of your friends over to sit in your house and watch a movie. It's not the same. It's not the same. It doesn't lead to the same conversations. Um, the same rules don't apply. People, people, That's are also true. To, people, people bust out their cell phones and they're not so, they don't get so into the movie. But with that said, the other side of it is, yeah. If you're not putting out a product that's making a person want to have to go to the movies, because as we can see, like you just said, there are a few movies that have made people want to do that. The Barbie movie, Super Mario Brothers, Oppenheimer, those movies made a billion a billion plus dollars for a reason. The product was good and it made people want to go to the theaters. So yeah. in, in that case, yeah, you know, Marvel and Disney need to start churning out something that's going to make people have to go see it in the theaters not being able to accept like can you can you imagine had half the people who went to see endgame said you know what 
I'll just wait until it comes out on Blu-ray or see <laughs> it on Disney+. Plus. Like, no, people had to see it. Had to see it in theaters. Infinity War, Blu-ray. And then your first Captain Marvel being sandwiched in the middle of that, that's why people were clamoring to see it because they were like, I, can't, I have to see this. You know, well, it, And you got right, Infinity War ends with the cliffhanger of the beeper. Right? right, so you're like, oh, all the answers. There was no answers, but you're like, all the answers are going to be in Captain Marvel. <laughs> and exactly. then you go, well, Captain Marvel, yeah. You, you know, you, you just... also brought up something ironically. If if I'm not mistaken, Barbie Oppenheimer and uh, Barbie Oppenheimer Marvel. and Super Mario Brothers, which are the three above Guardians, um, on the top ten of grossing of all time, those three also had the benefit unless I'm wrong, of like, there was no actor strike at the time. Their actors all went out and did press. I've seen a million Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling <laughs> interviews on this, mm-hmm. on that, you know, uh, the Super Mario stuff. Also, two out of the three of those films are like the most recognizable IPs of like all time. Like Barbie, Barbie, Barbie. huge. I don't know a, a toy bigger than Barbie, maybe G.I. Joe. Um, not bigger than Barbie, even. I, I don't even think. I think, you right, know, right. people use the word Barbie to mean doll sometimes. You right. pick up your Barbie mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? Exactly. And then, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. And then Super Mario Brothers. Come on. Decades. Decades of, of built-in fan base there. Mm-hmm. Um, it still had to be good, you know? And it still had to say something, ultimately. But, yeah, like, there's a hindrance on Marvel right now, but it's a hindrance on the business because, like you said, things have changed. Um, you're, you're also, every time you're going to see a child-friendly movie, you're investing multiple dollars because you're bringing your children with you. So how does streaming or the idea or option of streaming change those options a bit? Oh, big time. I mean, because you're sitting there going, well, if this movie's going to be subpar, I'm not going to spend forget about spending just say 15 to 20 dollars oh for yourself God. the popcorn you know <laughs> right now you're bringing now you're bringing two or three other kids your family so you're timesing yeah. that by four or five and that's just to get in the door yeah and then you pat you, you, you know you smell that popcorn you you, you see the juji fruits that's not you even know, bottle got, service bro <laughs> that's no, not, even. not even not even so you're sitting there going yeah uh, i'm gonna just drop what 200 bucks to go see a movie that maybe sucks or I can just wait a couple months and watch it at home. It's right. understandable. It's understandable. Um, so another, th- I get I, something that was said in this article that I find. There's a lot of little little jabs. I feel like a lot of little stabs. One yes. of them was, well, you know, they they've been um, a lot of their films have been underperforming since Endgame. Guardians made money, but it was made by James Gunn, and he's in DC now. I do agree that James Gunn's flair, uh, you know, was a lot of reason behind the Guardians' success. But I also think ten years with the Guardians is another reason why the Guardians <laughs> film was successful. Now, again, that's also thanks to James Gunn. But there's a trend here. <laughs> like, pay attention. People have been spending time with the Guardians. I believe this was their sixth or seventh appearance. Obviously, their third film. But between the Avengers and Thor and et cetera and so forth, the holiday special, I Am Groot, we've been spending time with these characters. And mm-hmm. that equation is proof positive. Like it's always has been. If we spend time with these characters, if we dig these characters, then we end up. I there's Think about it. They could have put anyone as the lead for Loki. 
obviously couldn't title it the same thing, but they could have put anyone as the lead for Loki. They knew people like Tom Hiddleston. They knew that that was going to bring in eyes. And so the shows behind me, it could have been about anybody. Um, it could have been Coulson's show. <laughs> you know, he could have been going around <laughs> through time. But, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, we want to see these familiar characters. We want to see them interact with one another. Um, and I don't think we're getting that in the mainline MCU stuff. There seems to be a lot of setup. And a lot of this setup seems to be for Kang, which is another huge point in this article. Uh, this article alleges that Marvel is considering a backup plan for Jonathan Majors amidst his abuse allegations. And one of the directions that was laid out was the possible substitution of instead of Kang doing Dr. Doom. How do you feel about all of that? The idea that they may shift from Kang um, and the idea that they may bring in Doom. Oh, so much to talk about with Kang. <laughs> One, Jonathan Majors is an excellent actor. The man, what's crazy is to have him come in and play Kang and now seeing him play Kang Three different ways. We've seen him as as Kang in in Quantumania. We mm -hmm. saw him as the the one who remains at the end of Loki season one, and now we have mm -hmm. Victor Timely in Loki season two. And they're yep. three completely different characters. To yeah. see his acting range in, with this character, who's really all one person, yeah, it excites me to see what else he's going to bring to this character. But at the same time, yeah, it's this is awful timing for what he's going through personally. So it, it's it's an awful move to uh, what they're having to what they're having to deal with to to salvage this to to salvage the brand name. Uh, he's going through this trial right now, and the fact that they're sitting there going, "Well, we have this escape button with the <laughs> almighty name of Doctor Doom." I do not feel that that is fair. To really anyone at this point, because to just hit the eject button on, on the idea of Kang is is scary. And then to just suddenly bring in Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom needs his own buildup. Give that yeah. man that character his just say. Don't don't just bring him in as as a as a parachute of a villain to say to hopefully brace help everybody brace for the impact that's of what's gonna potentially happen. Yeah. And to you know, give to me, I would be if if it came down to it, I'd be totally fine with them just suddenly recasting Kang, finding another good actor, and they can easily explain it as okay, this is a variant. Yeah, you know, I was gonna bring and that I, up as well. Yeah, because they have a history of recasting, if absolutely possible, to the point that the daughter in Quantumania is not the daughter in Endgame. As recently as that, you know, mm -hmm. as recently as. You know, we lost, uh, you know, R.I.P. William Hurt. And now Harrison Ford will be playing. Not only will he be playing Thunderbolt Ross, but we are believing he might be playing the biggest version of this character, which could possibly be the Red Hulk. So William Hurt would have played him for years and never got, you know what I'm never got to do the story. And now, you know, we got we got this going on, on this side. Um, one of the names that was considered early on for Kang was... Um, John Boyega, which I think could work as like a younger variant. Yeah. I think could super uh, work. Here's also something strange. First and foremost, I want to say, if 
these allegations are true, then he deserves all the punishment that comes with hurting somebody else. It's right. not a joke. It's not a game. I don't care what show he's in, et cetera, and so forth. So I want to say that first and foremost. We live in a weird situation where for morality reasons, you have to immediately say that even if the person was accused, that they're a bad person because you want to be, you want to be show that you don't agree necessarily with what they're being accused of. But we literally the jury's out, like literally they're about to get ready for this. So I want to, I want to say that first and foremost, second thing I want to say is I love John DeMangers as an actor. (laughs) And I want that's why I had to say the first part because I don't want any of this to sound like I'm ignoring any of that. Um, of course. I saw Victor Timely. I saw the episode where they go back in time. Spoiler alert, which is not too, too spoilers. Listen, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Quantumania, if you haven't seen at least, or at least no, understand the illusion that uh, Kang might be showing up in different places with different variants, then you're you're listening to the wrong show here. But when he when Victor Timely shows up and he has that affected speech pattern and 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 just all that he brought to it visually, it reminded me of the excitement that I had when I saw Kang as Kang, and then it also reminded me of what I saw of He Who Remains. Obviously, different layers of all this stuff, but it got me super excited. Then I went online because my friends hadn't watched the episode yet, and there was an article that said. Jonathan Major's performance as uh, this is literally like the title. Jonathan Major's performance in Loki is basically unwatchable, and I was uh, like, "Wait, am I am I that wrong? Like, have I veered that far from what's good and what's bad? I I really like this. I I don't think he's you know, I don't think you should give him an Oscar for it in particular. But when given the task to make a different version of yourself stand out. I think he did a tremendous job in that respect. And like you said, you know, we already got the um, Rama Tut uh, tease, the Silver Centurion tease. I'm missing one. Rama Tut, Silver Centurion, and there's another. Oh, the dude with the hat. Immortus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immortus. Uh, We got those three teases, and those seem to be three completely different versions of Jonathan Majors. They chose the right actor to do this with, given what they were planning to do. And what's most ironic about this is it seems like the biggest you know, issue that they're dealing with is that unlike phase one, it's, been, it's come out already that the Thanos tease in Avengers was a throwaway cameo, was a throwaway, I mean, to the point that they didn't ever cast anybody, right? He literally just turns to the camera and he smiles. So, you know, the Infinity Saga, which basically climaxes with them taking on this villainous threat of of Thanos, there was no sign of him in any of Phase 1. So this stuff with Kang feels like them rewriting a new Phase 1 if they got to. Thanos would have been in it earlier. People would have been aware that he is coming or or making his way, you know, towards us, et cetera, so forth. Um, they only shot themselves in the foot because they tried to present the threat earlier. You know, yeah. if 
if, yeah. if they didn't if they didn't try to plant this seed so early which is which in another in a in a in a world where these allegations don't exist or in a world where he doesn't do things to make these allegations exist they are planting the perfect seeds that will grow into other stuff but i think the combination of the abuse allegations and covid changing the timeline changing the schedules the release dates for some of these films the release dates mm -hmm. for some of these shows so now they're not in the order that were originally intended which meant more reshoots to cover up or explain things that were going on um i think that more than anything is what's dragging what we're seeing down um so i agree that covid that the problem started started with covid also problem started post their biggest movie of all time <laughs> and game again like you know i'm gonna keep saying that because no one's been able to top it but james cameron <laughs> doing doing his blue yeah. cats movie uh space cats <laughs> um that's right so you know i i you know i i gotta say that up front um they posit in this article that experimenting with new characters didn't help so they're considering bringing the og avengers back i have two things i want to say about this i'll take the first half first all the characters that they've introduced i'm excited for i want to see again i'm wondering why i haven't seen them again yet where the hell is moon knight where the hell is shang chi where are the eternals where you know who the hell is leading wakanda i got questions out the ass it's not about them being new characters, so I have no interest. They failed at threading the needle the same way that they threaded it the first time. And I think because they haven't established a, in my opinion, a true North, a North Star to point all this in one direction, people are getting a bit oversaturated and you know, that happens, right? The idea that they're bringing in the new, the OG Avengers back uh, as some kind of good faith measure to the fans, I think is like a lie. I, I'm trying to formulate this thought. I think that they were always going to bring those guys back in some way, shape, or form. Whether it was Secret Wars with a with a you know a variant, a flashback, you know they they were going to find a way to bring some of these beloved characters back because they did it basically with Endgame and you know when we went back in time we saw Frigga again, you know we got to hang out with Alexander right. Pierce, etc. So forth. So I believe that they were always going to do that. By saying this now, they almost can't, right? Because <laughs> now it's going to seem like an emergency <laughs> situation. I feel like they're put in such a weird position now because I do think, why else would you do Secret Wars if you're not trying to have the most nostalgia-filled film of all time? If you're not trying to bring in Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage, if you're not trying to bring in, you know, Wesley Stice Blade, obviously, maybe not those particular people, but you're doing a multiversal movie. We saw what they did with No Way Home. If that's a, if that's a sample size of what they're trying to do, you know, you would think that they were always going to bring in some of these characters again. Um, I think it's funny now that, that they've said like, oh, no, watch them do that because they're scared. And now they're going to do that, but they're not scared. So what do you think about this idea that the new characters ain't working? We got to bring the OG Avengers back. Well, they have they've barely given the new characters a chance. You know, yeah. Shang-Chi was a great movie. Where where have we seen him again? We haven't. No. Moon Knight was a, a lot of fun, a show that was a lot of fun. And seeing Oscar Isaacs. Yep. As as that character was amazing. He's a, he's a fantastic actor who who I believe I would want to see more of. 
but where have we seen them again? Now we're finally seeing at least Miss Marvel show up again. And I hear from what I hear, she's stealing the show in this new right. movie. So give us more Shang-Chi. Give us more Moon Knight. I mean, come on. Kate Bishop. Where Kate Bishop at? <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you. A Hawkeye, right? Where, where's Kate Bishop? All these characters that were like, we're introducing, but you're right. We haven't threaded that needle. They need to do that. They need to get on that. Make it make it so that it's worth watching those shows because that's another reason probably why people are thinking like, who cares? You know, you're going to yeah. show us more stuff that's not going to matter. Make it matter. You know, tie these tie these threads. So the fact that now it seems like they're going to hit another emergency button to bring back the old characters. Yeah, to me, those characters were probably always planned to come back. And I mean, there's plenty of ways to bring back those characters in ways that doesn't diminish what they did already. Like Iron Man, you can bring back Tony Stark the same way they brought him back when when Ironheart became Iron Man in the comics. He came back as an A.I., They've yep. already set that. They've already set that up when he gave him when he gave himself his own obituary by having yeah. that recording. <laughs> that the helmet uh, speak for him, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so they they can easily do that where it's like, yeah, he's still dead, but he's he's this living AI. Why not? There it is. You can bring back Captain America as some kind of variant. Bro, come on, bro. Hydra Cap is right there. You're, they're, they're, they're right. You want to talk about heartstrings? If you got Sam having to take down an evil variant of Steve <laughs> that believes yeah. that the Hydra is the way and Hell Hydra is kicking people out of, out of helicarriers, Hell you, know, you know, that you know, I, I think I think that changes the game a bit. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and Thor is still there. There, I believe there's there's rumors also right now that Thor five is in the works. Yeah. So th- th- those characters are still there and can still be used in a, a numerous numerous ways. I would love for them to to finally give Hulk his own movie and why not use that as a way to elevate She Hulk, make it you know the Hulk She Hulk movie. Yeah. The, the car, are... the car is just there. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh Earth. by the. By right. the way, <laughs> wait. If it, if that's even if that's even him, if that's even him. Oh, that's true. It could it that's could true. be Hulkling. It, we haven't really. Yeah, that is true. We haven't told us it could be Hulkling because they've that's they've already been setting they've already been setting up the Young Avengers. We look. We got we got um Isaiah Bradley. Yep. We got we got Kate Bishop. We have. Uh, was kid, yeah, we, got, we had Kid Loki. He's uh, he's he was somewhere. Yeah, we got Loki. we we got we got <laughs> Kid Loki. We got Kid Loki. We got. We got America Chavez, the the we kids of Wanda, Wanda's kids. Wanda, they're 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 out there somewhere. So we have the Young Avengers. Yeah, have, there's so much out there to draw from that there is just all these dangling plot threads. It's like, like Marvel, give it to us. Thread those ne- that needle. Complete these story arcs. Don't just leave us hanging. Make it make it make it worth us watching these things. It's there. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're talking about new characters. Another spicy bit of drama that they were talking about in this article was this Blade reboot, right? We had already heard that they had switched directors. We had already heard that they had switched writers. So that is is true. You know, the project has gone through five writers, two directors, and six weeks during their first, you know, time of production, they had a shutdown. Uh, one person familiar with the script 
says the story at one point morphed into a narrative led by women and filled with life lessons. Blade was relegated to the fourth lead, a bizarre idea considering that the studio had two-time Oscar winner Ali on board. Um, now, one of the previous writers for this has come out and said that no version of the script he saw had four women and, uh, you know, life lessons. But he also said things could have changed since he's left the project, because he has. Um uh, uh, and then I, I heard another rumor they were like, and now they've whittled it down because they don't believe in it to um, a budget of $100 million. And I'm like, if you can't make a Blade movie for $100 million, you don't deserve to be in the movie industry. Horror movies are notoriously cheap. Notoriously cheap. That's why they bank so much in the box office because, you know, you're doing jump scares and all this other kind of stuff. You don't even need your CGI character on screen as long as in a superhero movie. It <laughs> pop mm -hmm. it, it pop out, and it is what it is. Some blood, et cetera, and so forth. Um, what do you think about this? Are you worried about the lower budget for Blade? Um, and, yeah, I guess just your overall feelings on this rumor that it at one point was a female-led film um, with life lessons. It just, what does that even mean, filled with life lessons? Can you imagine that? Life Lifetime presents Team Blade. Yeah, message. You know, you know we're, <laughs> when you think you can't get enough blood, there's more blood coming out of you. What? Yes. Excuse me? What? It, anyway, it's like, no, uh, it's going to be, be like uh, Jerry Springer at the end when he would give his final thoughts or whatever the heck. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of yourself yeah. and each other. You know, af yeah, after after I finish watching you kick each other's asses, I'm now going to pr provide you with this insightful knowledge. Right? No, I'm so happy that hopefully that's completely incorrect because why would you call the movie Blade if he's going to be the number four character in the movie? Why yeah. waste um, Shahar? I'm going to put his name. Marshala Ali. The man's an absolute menace of an actor. And yeah, you're going to put him as the fourth lead? No way. No way. That would be such an absolute waste. Uh, you <laughs> you can't just see Blade and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> or right. Daredevil. Wait a minute. Ex exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it would be an absolute waste. And $100 million, like you said, that should be more than enough money, especially considering this is a street-level hero it's you it horror movies a was a 24 a 24 yeah yeah is killing it with their horror movies that have budgets that are fractions of the budget of these marvel movies so why yeah. not make a horror based vampire blade movie for 100 million dollars you can that that can be done it's not it's not out of it's not out of the question so yeah take take advantage of the fact that you have this two-time oscar winner and put him at the forefront and have them slicing a bunch of vampires <laughs> to pieces. Please, please. We need to see that. What's sad is, I believe this month is the month the movie was supposed to have come out. Yes, it was. Yes. Yep. But now now it's slated to come out sometime in 2025, I believe. Yeah. Yep. And the... we're led to believe be believed that it was his voice talking to the person who will be eventually called the black knight the black, black in knight. eternals so we're mm -hmm. talking about a four year time span of being kind of maybe introduced to somebody and then meeting them you know and i i was trying to just just do some math here 
although it didn't make a lot of money, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, that was the most recent vampire Dracula thing, $45 million budget. Yeah. And from what it looked million like, it, that movie looked pretty darn good. Pretty yeah. darn Or at least, so. like, looked visually. That's, yeah, what, I'm saying. that's, like, what, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. A hundred percent. Um so it can I mean, it can be done with a hundred million dollar budget. Yes, it can. Now I'm just curious. I wanna see real quick. Where's the number? Damn, even Morbius they differ under a hundred million. Seventy five to eighty three million. You know what I'm saying? They made the and they dumped they made the money back. They made hundred and sixty seven million. Oh, uh so yeah, if you're looking just for a quick Return on your investment, man. Horror's always been there. And your audience is growing with this franchise. Right. You know, we we just saw the Echo trailer, Marvel's first ever TVMA television show that will be on Disney+. Plus. You legitimately have to change your preferences if you want to watch it because Disney starts off as a def- default, uh, all kid stuff. And then you gotta, you know, you have to like password protected and stuff if you want to see like the the more mature stuff. But Marvel, or at least this section of it, this this street level section of it, may be veering towards something a bit more adult, something that you know, either the adults who have been with the MCU can be entertained by, but also the children who are now adults, you know, since starting the MCU. Can end up you know digging into i feel like blade is super easy maybe i'm being you know flipping about it you know, making a movie is hard writing a script is hard you know but i feel like we've done we've done worse blade movies in the past and they've still been serviceable because blade the idea of blade is cool <laughs> and people will see the idea of blade even if the plot is paper thin because <laughs> they want to see vampires heads exploding and cool one-liners now obviously wesley's blade was a i feel like almost an anomaly in the sense that wesley's blade is wesley's blade and comic blade (laughs) is comic blade right yes which direction do you think they should go with this blade do they have an opportunity to educate or should they do full synergy and just keep it the wesley way american born you know all that stuff there. No, no, no. To me, they should they should bring out uh, use the fact that you have this wonderful actor. No, no offense to Wesley Snipes. I love the man. <laughs> white men, white men can jump. All the Blade movies, uh, yeah. even in, even even seeing him come back in Expendables three was fantastic. Right, but right. The man is not Marsha Hart. I'm gonna Hershela. Yeah, but Hershela Ali, he's not. So use that that man's ability to act to to really flesh out this character to to tell that tragic backstory and and make us feel it not just see it not just not just be there for the cool the cool ballet type (laughs) choreography that wesley brings Uh, we've seen that bring out the the character of this man now and and show that depth that that he can bring to the to this character and and it's it's a whole new level to blade there's, and there's yeah. already so much to draw from, so use it, use it, uh, and bring it, bring them to life, bring them to life in the in the 21st century. I would say the only thing that ha- that gives this rumor a little bit more weight is that recently haven't they introduced like the daughter of Blade? Like, hasn't that been a comic thing? 
And I wonder. I, yeah, that, that, that <laughs> I did. I am, I am aware of that, but I felt like the movie wouldn't be the, you know, <laughs> the daughter of Blade featuring Blade. It'd be right, oh, right, right. And then an easy after credit scene with, oh, yeah, by the way, this is my daughter and I've been training her and blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. go hang out with the other kids. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, go, go hang out with the other kids or. Or maybe give her a side adventure where she meets, God forbid, Elsa Bloodstone, right? Another character oh, that we had, there you go. We, we, we had introduced with, you know, Werewolf by Night. You know, Jack Russell in that wonderful Werewolf by Night one shot that was damn freaking fantastic. I was really hoping Marvel was going to surprise us with make it make it like a an annual thing where, okay, now this year, here's another Werewolf by Night with these horror characters or even continuing with like the Jack Russell character where maybe he stumbled they almost could have done like a strange tales, right? Like a, or, you know, like a tales exactly. to astonish where every, it's almost an anthology. Um, and these characters, if we're doing multiverse, you could have put these people anywhere and then they could all just show up as a pop, you know, later on, yeah. because I don't yeah. know if we, did we confirm that Werewolf by night was six one six? No. I mean, who you, you introduced man thing. And all of us comic book people, because if the, you know casual people, I don't think really understood what it meant to see Man Thing at the end, where, where, where at this swamp where all those things were being collected. He's he's like the 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 caretaker for the the nexus of the multiverse, right? So you could easily just say, okay, we're on the the, the adventure wasn't so much Jack Russell's adventure; it was Man Thing's adventure, where he yeah. had to just meet up with Jack Russell. So now he goes to another place in the multiverse kind of like what if style and he teams up with agent carter to maybe hunt down a, a werewolf clan or a vampire clan you know they could they could do so much right with that. i was i was drooling at the idea that oh they're gonna they're gonna like werewolf by night season or volume two is gonna come out out of nowhere on halloween and they didn't do it instead they released a color version of werewolf by night i don't know why absolutely I, I ridiculous care. i don't care to watch it in color i heard it looks terrible I it looked great in black and white. It was made to be seen in black and white. So maybe yeah, I'm year. acting like the other one doesn't even exist. To be honest, I just yeah. really like the uh, I really really like the whole aesthetic of that. I'm one. I often say I love commitment to the bit. Whatever you're doing, as long as you commit 110 percent with it, even if it's a ridiculous premise, if you commit, you know I'm totally down. So does Marvel have a problem? In your opinion, and if it does, what do you think it is? Or Marvel, MCU, I guess. I guess would be well, yeah. uh, the MCU. Yes, the MCU definitely has a problem. It's not. This is not a crisis. This is not the the end of the MCU. This isn't. This right. isn't the DCEU. Yeah. Uh, this is the MCU. It's got so much more to tell. It has so much more. So many more characters to introduce, and to not even just to introduce to actually do stuff with. The problem with it is, like you said earlier, thread that needle and and honestly scale it back, which I think they are doing already. We don't need three or four movies on top of two or three shows a year. It's too much. It's too much, not just for the audience. It's too much even for the production team because to then have to make all those things thread together is overwhelming. And then people, I mean, think about it. Over the course of the 10 years, 10 years we got what 22 movies wasn't it about yeah 22? so that's about two movies a year but for now what what are we in phase four 
in phase, we are phase five currently. Phase five, phase five currently, which I we just kind of got into phase five, right? I think Quantumania is the first film in phase five. Right. So we so we went through phase four. Phase four had what like three or four shows. We're looking movies. at we're looking at you're talking about for phase four, right? Phase yeah. four, uh, Black Widow, Eternals, Shang Chi. That's three. Multiverse of Madness is four. Uh, five would be Spider Man, and six would be Love and Thunder. So six films, six, six films, and what four or five shows? And and then Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, What If, Loki, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, She Hulk, and Moon Knight. That's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a whole it's lot. A, it's a lot. And to then to and to have all that in your hands and then go, okay, where does this go? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Oh, there's been like almost no overlap with any of that stuff. Yeah. We've 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 had none of that. Whereas when we had those 22 movies, there was a lot of overlap. We were constantly seeing people in a, in each other's movies, in each other's end credit scenes. Yeah. Avengers movies would pop up. You know, we had those th- uh, four Avengers movies where everybody would crop up and team up and show up and get together and and do their things. We've now had this plethora of media come out where we've I I I can't even think of anyone who's bled into the next thing except yeah. for Scarlet Witch she was in WandaVision and then Multiverse of Madness oh I got some problems that we're gonna get to when it comes to that because yeah right. I, I I definitely think that that's uh, one of the um overall symptoms to what they're going through uh here I will say that one you made a point and this is the only part of the article I agree with and this is the only part of the article that I will justify is this idea that the VFX have they've gotten out of control with with the whole process. I don't believe that VFX artists should be shortchanged. I don't believe that they should be overworked or, uh, you know, deal with what they call crunch, which is when, you know, they get, they work like 20 hour days or whatever. I don't think the VFX artists should be used and abused for the sake of putting out these movies that kind of come out on a conveyor belt. You know, um, we've heard a lot of the negative, negative, uh, I guess, sentiment expressed by v- video, I mean, uh, effects artists because of the nature in which Marvel does his business, Disney does his business, et cetera, and so forth. And because of the changes in the schedule that causes for reshoots, because of the reshoots, sometimes they only have a certain amount of time to work on the VFX. And these are good artists. These are good VFX artists not given an opportunity to put out good work and then ultimately blamed for that bad work that's being put out. I don't think any of that is fair. So I will say that they need you were talking about them slowing down for the very least video uh, for the effects for the special effects in this because they can be absolutely no pun intended marvelous when they're done well but when they're done all it takes is one movie to have a bad cgi you see the flash and people you know that 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 was it for that um but i i agree Uh, one of the things that i think that they need and this is this ties to what the conversation that we're having is I feel like they need a North star. I was wondering why I felt um, phase one was so interconnected, even though their movies kind of sort of stand alone. And then I thought about two things. The second ever MCU film, the incredible Hulk brings in Robert Downey Jr. At the end. <laughs> so by the second film, we already know that he's aware that the Hulk destroyed Harlem. 
Like they, he lives in a world that experienced the same thing that we did. Right. Right after that, I think is Iron Man two, I want to say, and you bring in Coulson. Yeah. Right. Then Coulson ends up being the person to be in these other films and kind of connect. We have nobody that's like, isn't it crazy what's going on around here? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like no one knows what each other is doing. And it felt like everyone knew in earlier phases, even though the stakes were seemingly less. Right now, we're talking about time and reality shattering across the entirety of the multiverse. And no one's talking about it. And it feels crazy. It makes you feel crazy. There's a sentinel sticking out of the planet. Oh, you ready? No, ready for no this? Wanna... Stop dropping plot points. Stop dropping plot points. Where is Black Widow's family? Where'd they go? Who? They took Taskmaster Who? with her, right? It took Taskmaster. Where are they going? What happened to the other widows? Weren't they like on a deprogramming thing? We saw a widow in Shang-Chi. She was fighting in that, like, it was a widow against somebody else in that, yeah. like, weird cage fight thing. Oh, Shang-Chi. Wong shows up in Shang-Chi, took Shang-Chi somewhere, shows up in She-Hulk, where the abominations in She-Hulk, where's Shang-Chi? Who beeped the rings? Who, who, what signal? Right, right. <laughs> what signal is coming from the rings? I don't know what's going on there. You know, they, it's obviously somebody bad. Speaking of bad, what the hell is Valentina Del Fontaine, whatever, what she's been up to? <laughs> Right, making she the, make, making making the thunderbolts. I guess, and for what purpose, we've not been told. And nope. as far as making this team, she only has really one person, U.S. agent. She uh, uh, Yelena's not with her. They squashed that whole Yelena stuff in Hawkeye. You know about Yelena thinking that you know Hawkeye killed Natasha, etc., and so forth. What's the power broker up to? Sharon Carter Ooh. is running Ooh. Madripoor, seemingly. Running Madriport, nothing, 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 not even clue. The celestial in the ocean. There's a celestial in the ocean that nobody's talking about. They had to crack. I'm assuming the foundations of the actual ocean. If only we had a movie where there was an entire civilization that lived in the ocean and could possibly have a problem with uh, something coming out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. No, no, no. Uh, more, I guess, <laughs> but um, there's a symbiote in six one six. There is. They just dropped he's, off a little bit of symbiote in six one six. He's he's getting drunk in Mexico. I guess so, but there's just there's just alien goo sitting around in our ve- in our around. very universe. No one knows why. Also, no one knows who Peter Parker is. We've Ooh. got no pushback from that. Yeah, we've got no pushback from that. None of this, none of this has come full circle. Um, we now know Doctor Strange is off-world fighting incursions with one other person that we've never met before. Is anyone bugging that the sorcerer? Well, I guess he's not the sorcerer supreme anymore. Wong he's is not. That's what that's Wong. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's but, ha- he's hanging out. He's hanging out with what's her name. But every time, oh, uh, uh, Madison. Madison, Madison with two with, 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 y, with, Y's, two I's, with 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 a uh, with two a Y ends. and two two ends, two ends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with two N's and a Y, and it's not where you think. I think, think it's what right. Jesus. It's like, and I always and I always like thought like, what am I supposed to think? Yeah, but anytime Strange is not where he's supposed to be, bad things happen. No one's bugging out the Doctor Strange. Just he's just not around, seemingly somewhere. Right. America Chavez is learning magic. In, her, in a different universe to for her own universe. She has no family. Right. She has no friends. She's, I guess she's hanging out at the Sanctum, but 
where are we doing anything with that? You know, she's a, a prominent female character. Speaking of prominent female characters, we just got a confirmation this week or the week before that Wanda's dead. They officially said that she died in uh, Multiverse of Madness when she brought everything down upon her. Now, I remember when that happened, everyone was like, come on, she's a freaking witch. Like, just poof herself right. somewhere else. What does it matter? But they came out with an official MCU timeline book coming that came out from Marvel Studios that say that she's dead. You know? Yeah, I so, saw that. I saw that. I, no, no. You don't no, think she still don't think she's dead? You still don't think she's dead? Smoke for, it, smoke and mirrors, sir. Smoke and mirrors. For a certain amount of time, there was another completely different Thor on Earth that everyone was kind of just cool with. Valkyrie knew her. Knew her, chilled with her, everything was Gucci. No one, no one said a word, no one bugged out, no one had anything to say. Oh, and by the way, Asgard's on Earth, been on Earth since Endgame. No issues, right. no comments, no concerns, no one's got problems. We bugging about scrolls coming over. Yeah. We can't find a place to put their asses. Yeah. But the Asgardians, they cut out a nice little swath of land for them, and they're just chilling out over there. What's going on? What's going on? Again, who rules Wakanda? Uh she looked she didn't show up to the to the challenge at the end of that. Mbaku. Mbaku. Mbaku might just really. take it, but we don't know. And if that changes, do the Avengers have an issue with that? Because they knew the diplomat who was in charge of Wakanda. What happens when all of a sudden they're out of contact with that person? And it, it could be, uh, you know, an evil sect. He could turn change Wakanda to go to war against America if he wanted to. They don't know him well, that well. well. I think. Well, apparently they're 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 allies with with the uh, the Atlanteans. Oh yeah, right? I get, yeah. For now, dun dun right. dun. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's there's a uh, there's a Guardians of the Multiverse out there. I'm I'm assuming that still exists in this multiverse that we're dealing with currently. Uh, you know, that was introduced in What If. Um, Sakar, we were just talking about, like, or Hulkling, just Hulkling. just out there existing on this Earth. Miss Marvel's a mutant. <laughs> like just set up as a mutant, play the X Men theme. Now rumors are they might hint to some of this stuff in the film. Who knows? But as of now, we got nothing. Um, which brings me to another interesting point. I think the reason why I personally am truly digging Loki season two is it's the first thing to have consequences. It's the first thing to refer to things that have happened before it makes me feel like we're friends because we've all experienced the same thing together right right and i i struggle now right now to think of anything else that's done that i struggle right now to think of anything like literally just seeing the post-credit scene of quantumania in loki play out as it did in a full episode Mm -hmm. was a connection that made me so happy it's such a little one but it's a connection that made me so happy. So I, I got to believe that, that that element, that special sauce is missing throughout all of this. There's no reason why no one from one of these particular films is not aware of the multitude of things I just said. So many things I just... I know they want to believe that since, the end, since Endgame, no one took each other's numbers. No one took each other's emails. Yeah, no. And everyone no. just went completely in opposite directions. But like, come on. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, especially at one point, it felt like oh, Wong is gonna be the 
the eyes that tie it all yes. together. Because he's appeared in multiple things, like you said, but even Wong shows up and it's just like, oh, I'm not going to bother mentioning other stuff. I'm just here for this. Yeah, No I'm Way out. Home. Right. He's in No so, Way Home. He doesn't say anything about no Shang-Chi. Home. <laughs> no Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, the She-Hulk she show. Yep. And I want to say Shang-Chi. Something else. And Shang-Chi, right. But, but never in any one of those does he mention something else that's happened. Right. So, right. like, absolute bonkers when it comes to that kind of stuff. I, I, I don't know what they're waiting for. The only thing I could think is that they didn't expect it to come out this in this order. So, so well, they're doing I mean, like post credits and they, stuff. They, they, they didn't. Well, right, 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 right. Um, so they, you know, they're trying to sprinkle things here and there, but like, if anyone said anything. You know, like, like, it would make me so happy <laughs> if anyone just acknowledged it. Hey, hey, Sam's Captain America now. He's out there, right? He's out there being Captain America. Isn't that great? Can someone just mention it? Can just, someone just talk about it? Z- the Wakandans got Zemo. I wish we would have saw his ass in Wakanda Forever. They right. took his ass. Do his dance. Yeah, there you go. But he has to have the mask on. I don't think he wore the mask for long enough. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> and because I, I also think that they should stop adapting material that they don't understand or stop adapting material with too high a price point if they're not ready for it. Now, that might sound crazy given what they've done with things like Infinity Gauntlet, where they've transformed it into Infinity War and then Endgame and how much mm-hmm. of a success that was. But like pulling down Secret Invasion, that's a big ask, man. That's a big ask, and you guys were not ready for that. Speaking of which, nope. the world's most powerful superhero is currently on Earth in Gaia. She has every single Avenger, everyone who spilled blood in the Battle of New York, she has their powers on hand, ready to go whenever she wants. No one knows. No one knows about any of this. That, that any she's of this is happening. She's yeah, hiding. she's hiding. They're all, they're all hiding. And, hiding. you know, we got Miss Marvel. We know Miss Marvel is barely going to – or, sorry – the Marvels is not going to touch on most of this stuff because it's off-world, seemingly, for majority of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what film would be even after this. Uh, it looks like Deadpool would be after this. Um, and that seemingly put, pushed like, down. It's not going to yeah. come out to the earliest, what, the summer, maybe? Maybe. 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 And I think they were originally hitting for the summer date. So, yeah, uh, we got Deadpool up. Echo is not again not gonna. They're doing their own even separate thing with Echo and and uh, you know Daredevil like trying to revive yep. that separate whole thing without talking to anybody over on the other side. Yeah, either. I mean what they're they're, they're they're it's it's its own thing. It's called like Marvel's Spotlight, right? Yeah, I think they're calling it. Yeah, so it's Wh- it's which be, the rumor it's like, is. Oh, I was saying the rumor is that we get alluded to what what that could be in the Marvels. I, that's vague. I don't even know what the fuck that means even to me, you know, but somehow some way through that you are shown a way they can do spotlight stuff and other stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I, I think it, it's a lot. It's we're not off on the side of the road, siphoning gas and trying to be <laughs> trying to turn the crank in the front of the car to get it run, running. Literally, the check engine light is on, you know, something's up with this this machine this this right. vehicle yeah and we'll fix it and it'll be back to running uh very soon but the idea that the people that you drove here in that vehicle the people who've been chilling in the back chilling having fun eating popcorn relaxing that check engine light came on and they're like nah 
This car nah. is destroyed. I'm matter of fact, screw you. The last a couple miles weren't even that good anyway. <laughs> you know, you could have drove faster. We could have gotten there quicker. You know what? Screw you. I'm over all this. But Marvel does have a problem and another another problem I think it has. And this is the funniest one because it may not even be one. I think something that didn't help Marvel in the last two years, ironically, is DC. I think most people don't know the difference between a Marvel film and a DC film. They just know them as superhero films. And if Marvel's putting out mid and DC's putting out bad, all you need is five films in a row to be like, you know what? I don't really got to do this. Like, And you're talking about, you know, how you, however you felt about um, Quantumania, Eternals, um, uh, Black Widow, Love and Thunder got kicked a bunch, right? And you combine those stuff with The Flash, Shazam 2, uh, Black Adam, you know, you start putting that stuff in there and it's like, well. You, you forgot Blue Beetle. I think the world forgot Blue Beetle, to be honest. <laughs> to be fair, and again, serviceable film, serviceable, just not for this time. So it's so weird because half of that problem isn't their fault, but it all gets put under the same umbrella. A rising tide raises all ships, you know? And nothing, nothing is a guarantee, especially in this constantly evolving world. They just, as of recording, ended the actor strike right. the screen actors yep. go just right now and as a recording well, so tentatively tentatively oh uh, yeah 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 because it could still yeah they can still send the negotiators back if they don't like uh the the things that they're changing in there so yeah, yeah we're at a we're at a very tumultuous time here but again it reminds me of times in comics it reminds me of times in wrestling this is how this goes. You see people get built up. You see the lore get built. You get more excited for it. Some things you want, you know, you like, some things you don't. The latter half of the MCU felt like tie-ins to an event. This feels like a rebranding of a line. And when you rebrand the line, I don't think you need to pick up every number one. <laughs> you know, I don't think, and if you pick up every number one thinking it's going to read like, tie-ins to an event you're gonna be very upset mm -hmm. you know i remember the ray i remember when they tried to do a, a the ray comic for DC. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know it, it happens you know like and but yeah i i i still love this stuff i still think when done it's the best kind of media out there you know um I'm still waiting for some MCU TV to hit Sandman, bro. Like I'm still like I said, I'm still waiting for those levels of like that level of comic confidence this premise sounds ridiculous this character looks ridiculous and this villain is ridiculous we're not going to explain any of it live in the world you know and kind of deal it's kind of what happened with guardians live in the world and kind of deal with it um but like we said said before there are people who already had their marshmallows on a stick and were waiting for this uh, this funeral pyre to start for marvel so they can you know have their s'more and eat it too um and I, I think people are going to go in wanting the Marvels to fail. And so next week we cover the, no, next week. Yeah. Next week we cover the Marvels and then we'll cover Loki season two. Um, so we'll very much see what kind of attitudes we have <laughs> towards, yeah. towards all of this. Um, no, but I, mean, don't. I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like my, 
I don't feel like my patience for this franchise is make or break on this film. Where where my patience on DC was make or break on Black Adam. So everything that came out afterwards, I was kind of like, eh. Like, I don't feel like it is this way with this film, but I feel like, ironically, the article made it this way for other people now. Of course. Of course. It's it's feeding into those people who, like you said, I'm, I'm waiting to, to light, light up this marshmallow because I'm already feeling it. You know, a lot of people have seen, those people saw Endgame as the end. And because nothing has come to fruition with all this newer stuff, they're just looking at it like, oh, this is we're we're at the end times. This this is this is over for the MCU. But you know, to play devil's advocate for the MCU is hey, look, between COVID and the the writer strikes and act and the SAG strike, things have just gone all over the place. So they're scrambling because who knows? Maybe the, the, the they wanted to thread things a certain way, but they couldn't because everything got pushed all over the place. And yeah. now, um, you know, the actors for this movie, the Marvels, they were they they did zero promotion, zero none, promotion none. Could you imagine how adorable Iman Valani would have been on Hot Ones <laughs> covering covering for the Marvels? Like right. it, it, it's like you said, you know, they they didn't get anyone, and they're known for their bubbly right Marvel, the MCU. They're known mm-hmm. for their bubbly actors and their personalities and how they interplay with one another. Um, and again, the industry is changing. There's no metric that points to this failing any worse than anything else that's they're trying right now. Right. And right. I think that's the most important thing. Like everyone's trying right now. Some things that we didn't think were gonna work, like Super Mario, knocked out of the park, you know, and some things they were like, Oh, come on, Indiana Jones, that's a name. Completely in the right. mud. Oppenheimer, billion dollar movie, three and a half hours of people talking. Yeah, in suits. In suits. And a lot of them were white. <laughs> like maybe all of them i gotta double check yes no it's 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 crazy it's crazy so and i yeah. think that was what the i think that was barely the last movie that was able to have promotion yeah I, they I no I, it was a famous story they walked out of the premiere the strike when the strike happened when they announced the strike they were sitting the actors were sitting at the premiere, they were going to watch uh, Oppenheimer, and they the director came out and said, hey, I just want you guys to know the, act, the screen actors are officially on strike, and the, they will not, you know, they're leaving. <laughs> they're not going to be here. They walked out of a, they walked out of a premiere. Um, so yeah, they got, they did everything that they had to do up until that point. And not to mention, Barbenheimer took them halfway. The whole idea of this Barbenheimer and memes and what are you going to wear when you go see Barbie or Oppenheimer and all that kind of stuff. Meme culture works. Not all the time, Morbius. Just, like, relax. <laughs> we got to bring it back. Bring it back. They're joking about Morbin time. No, bro. No. So, yeah. Um, our energy ebbs and flows with this stuff. But even in the midst of all this doom and gloom i went and i spent the last couple days reading some comics my energy is back to being it always is my energy is back to being rejuvenated i because ultimately at my core i'm looking for stories i'm looking for well-told stories with characters that i care about and i have no reason to believe that marvel is incapable of doing that they're kind of stumbling now um but Come on, man. We're all gonna be. We're all gonna be there for Secret Wars. That's the. That's the. That's the. The craziest thing about it, man. We'll all be there for Secret Wars. So, either Secret Wars, cause 
500 million dollars and doesn't move the needle and it's over and we bury this thing or it breaks the record again and we have this conversation again in 2027 when they go oh come on these x-men movies and fantastic for for the what do you think about that that'll be the last thing we'll, we'll uh leave off on the article was positing that the only way we pass bringing back the avengers is throwing in the x-men and the fantastic four be like now like next <laughs> Fantastic Four, no, take their times. Let 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 take their time with introducing all these characters. The Fantastic Four is slated to, I believe, it show up at the, the end of Phase Six. I and, believe so, yeah. And the X Men, they're slow, like with the idea of that Miss Marvel is a mutant, and with them hinting that there may be mutants out there in the world hiding, or they've always been hidden. Leave it, leave it just like that to just suddenly introduce oh by the way the these cosmic adventurers and these mutants have always been here and now we're just going to shove them into these things don't do that don't don't do that please don't do that because it's going to ruin their introduction let them come in slowly because yeah. there's no reason to they have they have so much set up follow through with that setup make people believe that it was worth watching all those things so that when secret wars does come out and it all comes together. Everyone's going to just be like, wow, it was totally worth it. We now see how it was supposed to go. There's so much to, to tell just from those characters by themselves. So there's no reason yeah. to rush because you can ride X-Men and Fantastic Four for phases six, seven, and eight. You don't, yeah. you don't, need, to, you don't need to rush them suddenly in five. Take your time. Take your you, time. You'll have post-2025, Marvel will have the Avengers – spider-man the x-men and the fantastic four in their roster plus the defenders the midnight suns x-force uh, you know you can play we can play this game off the uh, power pack <laughs> they'll show up soon <laughs> you know uh the, they have so much at their disposal i was led to believe that the fox contracts were tied up to 2025 that's the hesitance to just bring them in to just drop them in um you know um i heard that like the people are contracted to 2025 so you can have a uh, patrick stewart play uh professor x because he was con you know like he the fox contract ca carries over you can have um wolverine in you know and deadpool and all that kind of stuff because those characters carry over but like if when you talk about casting a new Wolverine, et cetera, and so forth, you have to wait till 2025. So I, this was all strategic. It wasn't like they were, they were like, oh, we got all these guys, uh, you know, not to mention there are certain things time-wise with both the Fantastic Four and the X-Men that wouldn't work if you just dropped them. Again, Magneto should have been here, right? Because uh, Holocaust, right? Like, right. Mm -hmm. should right. have been here. It's a lot easier to say he came from another universe or the universe is split you know if we may if we're made aware of a universe that only has mutants right <laughs> and it incursions our universe and all of a sudden we're, got, we're half and half boom you know and then well, how do we deal with this mutant threat and all that we go right you know you go right into all that kind of stuff right um they have everything at their disposal i keep trusting them feige knows what he's doing and also they had a big ceo change with uh Iger switching to Iger. chapek who went back to Iger, I want to believe now. 
or in the midst of the oh, David Zaslav, uh, you know, I think Jim Lee was running things at one point over there. <laughs> you know, it, it gets crazy. It ebbs and flows, but the stories are there and the people right. who care about this stuff mm-hmm. are still there. So I still have reason to believe that uh, some good things are coming, just like I know for a fact that good things are coming on every episode of the Major Issues Podcast, Damn the right. official podcast of comicbookclick.com. And you already know, like I said, the next episode that we tackle will be the Marvel. So I am very interested in seeing what our attitude is going to be uh, with that and either gush or scream about the post credit scene that <laughs> supposedly comes from that. And we'll also have the weight. We won't be spoiling, but we will have the weight of the finale of Loki on our shoulders. Uh, next time you hear the episode of the Major Issues Podcast. But don't forget that the Major Issues Podcast is available wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, TuneFind, YouTube, Spotify, and more. But the quickest way to find any episode of the Major Issues Podcast is to go to comicbookclick.com. It's the one stop for all things comic book click, articles written by us, merchandise made by us. It takes you to our patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse, where for less than uh, ten, for 10 cents a day, $3 a month, you can help us keep our lights on here and afford the hardware and the software. We need to keep providing content free of charge. We have some exciting things coming, uh, moving forward, some projects in the works that will de- delve more into the comic book nature of everything that we talk about that I'm super excited to announce when we announce it, but just be ready. It'll be a little Christmas present coming up soon this December. So you guys get ready for that. Uh, can't wait to talk about all that. and can't wait to uh, talk each and every week with you guys here. One thing you could do for us, even though we do this free of charge and you guys don't have to pay a single thing, like I said, consider buying merchandise at comicbookclick.com or going to our Patreon. If you can't do either one of those, Something that always helps is word of mouth. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the Major Issues Podcast, the conversations that we have here. Help grow our audience. Go to Facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or you can use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. I'm at Major Issues CBC on Twitter, but I'm also at Major Issues CBC on Twitch. And speaking of Twitch, I've been twipping over there on Twitch, playing Spider-Man out there. It's been fun as hell, but it's been crazy as hell um, because I've hit the affiliate status they will save i believe my videos for this so literally every bit of story mode of spider-man i will have recorded <laughs> for my reactions live playing uh so that that's pretty interesting there you guys have been with us for so many parts of this journey that is comic book click just continue to do so but also bring people on board because that's the way we're going to grow. I've been to the future where we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media, but I can't tell you how we do it because then the MCU will really die. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll, I don't know, Galactus will be played by Dwayne Johnson and nobody wants that. So make sure. Oh, no. <laughs> he was his own Galactus in a way. <laughs> destroyed, destroyed that chomp, universe. Chomp, chomp. Uh, but yeah. Uh, make sure you're following us wherever we are. We're all over. So again, like I said, social media, tell a friend to tell a friend, rate and review us on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't. And we're always trying to improve here, just like the MCU. They're not always going to be winners, folks, but the energy, love and power is always behind us. So make sure that you're behind us as we continue to go to the moon. But my name is George Serrano, AKA the Don. And my name is Alex, a.k.a. B. Roke, but we'll be still seeing the Marvels. 
<laughs> and this has been our assessment about whether or not the MCU is truly dead whether you're a marvel fan a dc fan or anything in between whether you're waiting for the superhero bubble to burst or you're gonna ride this thing till the wheels fall off always remember that you're the click and always remember that you yes you are worthy